everybody. So good to see you at church this morning. Uh, my name is Daryl, and with my wife, Denise, who's, who's out the back there somewhere today, uh, uh, we're the lead pastors here at Elam Christian Center, and it's such a privilege and an honor to welcome uh, everyone here for the first time today as well. Whether, actually, whether you're first time or whether you're hundredth time, it is awesome to have you with us this morning. So, so come on, Elam family, as we always do, can we welcome all our guests this morning who are here for the first time? or visiting with us today. That is so, so good. Well, we're here at Elam Christian Center, Pukekohe. We exist to be a center of hope, to reach, serve, and influence our, our community, our neighborhoods, our city, our nation uh, for God. Uh, and you'll see one of our initiatives is, is, is Christmas Box, and, and that's going to be an incredible uh, tool for us this year in spe- spreading the love of Jesus. So, uh, Also, last Sunday, I wanted to do a bit of a recap. Uh, next week, we're on the 3rd of December, it's Super Sunday, so please remind your children to invite children, uh, invite the city, invite their school, they can invite any kids uh, they like, uh, but they've got to dress up uh, as we, uh, the kids are having a, a great Super Sunday from our under fives to the Power Zone program, uh, they're going to be dressing up in all sorts of things, and uh, actually not all sorts of things, on the Christmas theme, uh, they want to dress up and, and make, uh, have, they're going to have a great, great time, it's kind of like a little Christmas party next week, and, and so I was just going to put it out there adults if you want to dress up next week you can as well uh, you can dress up as a Christmas tree or something like that or something biblical or something Christmassy you're most welcome to uh, that would be so good in fact I might give you a crunchy bar for the best dressed adult next week as well come on crunchy bars going around everywhere well last Sunday last Sunday I, I started uh, almost like a mini series about uh, re-entering the room uh, and, and as many of you will know, and, uh, that our, our building was flooded in January, and it's coming so close now. We're just uh, some weeks away. <laughs> I was going to say a few weeks, but it's some weeks away. It's not far away. Things are really uh, getting done really fast now. And, and I wanted to take this opportunity because you and I, uh, us as a church, you, you as families, um, as individuals, we have an incredible opportunity to re-enter that space differently than when we left it last time. And maybe for, for many here, uh, you, you've, you haven't been into that facility before, and we can't wait to, to show you there, to, to welcome you into that place. We have a, have a great spaces for children and parents' rooms and all sorts of things. We have some amazing space. God's blessed us so much. But, but outside of all of those things that we have there, uh, we, we, we want to enter that space again uh, different. We want to enter that, we, and we have an incredible opportunity to, to enter that space with the new insight, with the new opportunities with with what God wants to do in our city and in our lives and in our church and uh, I must say we we will I'll be putting the word out there soon how we can all be involved it's gonna it's still gonna be a bit of a clean up there because builders aren't the cleanest and tidiest of people to be honest Um, so we'll be doing cleaning and and building things and making things for our children's spaces so so actually if you're a builder and would like to do a couple of jobs at home for us we would love to chat to you afterwards that would just come and say hi but but we're gonna have some working bees and uh, but the first thing we're going to do when we get the keys back is I'm going to invite everyone to come down, then we're going to pray first. We're going to pray first and, and, and dedicate that space again to the Lord because I, I just believe He's wanting to do something new and something fresh. And, but here's the thing. Sometimes when we re-enter a space that is familiar to us, we can enter the same way that we left it, or we can re-enter expecting, trusting, 
anticipating for something different. And it's a time where then this space until we do re-enter it, that we can make adjustments in our lives. I mentioned that last week. I feel like, like God is just leading and, and guiding me to make some adjustments in my life that I can be receptive and be like an open book for what he's wanting to do uh, in my life, but in our church. And so can you. Uh, the, the adjustments that you can make in your life so we can take full advantage of what God has for us. Uh, so today we're gonna gonna continue that that kind of thought of re-entering the the, the room. Uh, and my, my 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 I'm gonna just drill down on today that God wants to do something new. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, it says this. It says, forget the former things, uh, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Everybody say new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? For I am making a way in the wilderness and streams uh, in the wasteland. Something new. Uh, I believe we're heading into a season of something new. Now, it may look familiar, but I think the new things that God is doing is, is like in our hearts and in our lives. Because that, that, everybody likes something new. We like to go new places. We like to receive new things. Uh, we like to meet new friends. And, and we like to try new things, see? But, but here's the thing. As we navigate these familiar paths of life, uh, there are moments when we can find ourselves standing on the threshold of places that we've been before. Perhaps for you, that's a, a place of being a place of challenge or a, or, or a place of uh, a season of, of new change. And maybe that place for you is, oh, here comes another New Year's Eve. What are we going to pick up and try this week, this time? Oh, those New Year's resolutions that last about two days. <laughs> See, maybe that, that space for, for us as a church, we will be moving back into our church home real soon. And it's a place we've been before, but... In these moments, I, I take comfort and I take hold of the scripture we've just read in Isaiah there because those scripture tells us to forget the former things because, and not to dwell on them because the truth is we do dwell on them and it can hold us stuck and, and keep us in that place when God wants to do something new. Uh, he, he tells us in that scripture about doing something new. Can you perceive it? And, and that word is quite a fascinating word. Can you see it? Or can you sense it? Uh, something new that God is wanting to do in your life. Can you understand it? And, and I love the part how, how God always comes in with this line here. Forget the former things, I'm doing a new thing. And then he comes in, always says this. He says, and don't worry because God says, I'm going to be with you. God is going to be with us. He, he's going to make desolate places easy. Uh, if, he's going to make hard places easy. He's going to be with us. He's going to guide us and lead us. God says, I'm about to do something new. Will you receive that today and go on that journey of stepping into something new? Uh, my, I spent most of my life in, in Hamilton in the mighty Waikato. Uh, and uh, so the Got a great rugby team, if you don't know. And, and it's been just, just an amazing uh, place growing up there. We, we lived there for, gee, uh, about 25 years and growing up a, as a kid. And uh, I, I did my internship there at the local Elam Church in Hamilton. And, and, and over the years, and we, we found the... Uh, found this sense of, okay, God was stirring us and, and asking us to try something new or to go somewhere, to move somewhere new. Uh, and, and I kind of struggled with that for a, probably at least a couple of years. 
a couple of years. And, and it wasn't until this one point where I'd, I'd actually been made redundant uh, as well. And it's like, God, what's going on? I'm just like being faithful and I'm, I'm being loyal and, uh, and we're doing everything you're asking us to do or what we, what we felt. And there's one day I was out walking and I was in one of those grumpy moods and it's like, they need me here. I, I, God, I don't want to go somewhere new. And, 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 I, and I said something like this. I said, God, what, are, what, but what about the people? What are they going to do? And have you ever been, had somebody whack you with a jandal? You know, like, like pick it up and like, like, like smack you on that side of the, the head. Like I felt like God was, no, as soon as I said, God, what about the people? God said, well, whose people are they? Are they yours or are they mine? And who do you think you are? <laughs> And it was that point where God was starting to, uh, to uh, uh, lay open this opportunity to come to, to Auckland about 11 years ago now. And I remember thinking, man, God, I don't think I have the strength for this to, go, to pack up. What about the kids? What are our kids going to do? And, and, and God made it such an incredible way that for us to step into something new. And, and one, of the, one of the errors I found is as we're looking to step into something new or to a new year, we can generally end the year being exhausted and tired and just like fatigued. And, and I found comfort in this scripture, and, and a lot of people would know this, but I, I think it's one that you should put on your mirror when you're putting your lipstick on. And ladies, when you're doing your hair, <laughs> boys, when you're moisturizing or whatever you do in front of the mirror, you should write this scripture on the mirror. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. You can't do it in your own strength. You will never be able to work it out. You'll get fatigued. You'll quit. You'll run off. But you can do it all things through Christ who strengthens me. I reckon it's a declaration as we as we head into this next season, as we as we look to re-enter the room, as we look to, uh, to re-enter a new year, 2024, that you can say this, I can with Christ and his strength. And maybe this message uh, today, uh, my, my, my prayer is that this message is to encourage us this morning as for each of us as we step into those spaces of familiarity armed with a new, with a new armor of faith and a new promise of God that makes all things new. I've got three encouragements for you today. The first encouragement is this, that he has covered your past and he makes you new. He has covered your past and he makes you new. 1 John chapter 1 verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. He has covered your past. Now, I don't know if there's any DIYers in here, but I, I quite like to well, try and build things and, and, and uh, put door, new doors in the house and, and do some renovations and things. I, I, I say that quite minor because it normally takes me a long, long time. But one of the things I do enjoy is painting. And paint is one of those things that you can turn an old walls or an old bedroom or an old lounge by, by just not incredibly too difficult to work, by slapping like icing a cake. You can paint it on the walls there and you can see the transformation like almost in front of your eyes. Paint has one of those things that covers up a whole lot of things, blemishes or, or, and things. That, that, so it's amazing how well paint covers walls. 
It's amazing how Pate covers things. And, and I want to encourage you today and, and remind you that as we run up to Christmas and then we run up to the, the busyness of, of the end of the year, that Jesus Christ is like paint for your life. I don't know if that's biblical, but you get the idea of the concept that he's like paint for our lives, Jesus Christ. And why is he? It's because what he accomplished on the cross for each one of us by, by dying and being a sacrifice for our sin, that we might be cleansed from all our sin. It's like he got a big paintbrush out and he painted over all of your stuff. Uh, that you could not see them anymore. It was by his blood that was shed for us uh, that you may be cleansed and covered by what Jesus did for us. He's like the paint. See, he's covered our past. Sometimes it's so hard to move on from your past, right? We have these little cling-ons that seem to just always like stick to us. And, and, and here's the thing. God is, is doing something new. You, you don't have to walk around uh, the, and living the way you have been living by just dragging these weights around upon you or with a big backpack of, of, of weight of your past. He says in Scripture that there he is, will cleanse us, he has covered us. What would your life look like if you didn't carry weight around anymore? What would it look like if the, the weight of our sin was completely and utterly covered and take away cleansed from the truth is he's already done it. We just need like the, to almost like to get into the room and, and, and say, oh, oh God, to live, to not dwell on the past, forgetting the former things, to move on into what he has because he wants to make you new. In Scripture, let's go a little bit deep this morning, because in Scripture, this is known as the atonement. Atonement, quite some uh, almost like old-fashioned biblical scriptural words, but they are powerful words, and the concept will change your life. Because here's the thing: to atone is to suffer the penalty for sins, therefore removing the effects of sin from the repentant sinner, and allowing him or her to be reconciled to God. Jesus Christ was the only one capable of carrying out the atonement for all mankind. Why is that? Because Jesus uh, was able to atone for the sins of mankind because his blood alone was sinless. Have you ever tried to paint a, a room and there's lumpy bits in it? It's, man, uh, that's annoying, right? You've got your roller and you, you think it's really lovely and there's a big tears there and there's big lumps of paint there and there's, there's marks over there and you think, wow. <sighs> and you start again, right? You sand it off and you start again. But what Jesus did for us by covering our, our past and our sin, he was able to because he was sinless. And his blood that was a sacrifice for you and for me paid the price 100%. You can forget the former things when you say yes to Jesus. Out of Here's the key. It's out of a repentant heart. A repentant heart. Repentance means I was going this way. This was my past. This is everything I did and everything. God, you changed my life. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He atoned my sin. And because sometimes we can start to live our lives like this, right? We walk around the edges of, of our old lives. And because it was cool, it was familiar. It's like the room we've been in before. And, and it's almost like the, the hole. We can walk around so close to the hole that who knows that if you walk too close to a swimming pool on the edge, you will fall in. 
repentance is, thank you, Jesus, for saving me, for cleansing me, that your blood was enough for me. I choose to follow you. He has covered your past. He wants to make you brand new. Second encouragement is, is this this morning, that he will help you to see, and he gives understanding. Uh, now, I live also in one of the greatest towns on the planet right now, named Tukol, uh, and, and I enjoy uh, getting up early in the morning. It's such an amazing place we have. If you've never been to Tukol, you should come through and have a look. Uh, we have five bakeries, about four dairies, um, about 37 thousand vape shops now by the way uh you can take those uh with you but it's a, it's a great little town i love it i love our town and but and sometimes i go i go walking uh, uh early in the morning when it when it's dark and and praise god for those little little headlamps that you wear right they because i've tried a few times i actually uh twisted my ankle one morning because i thought I'm a, I'm a male i can see in the dark and i walked in the first within five minutes i walked off a curb and twisted my ankle but with this headlight it was just amazing some of those new ones with the led lights you could just see for ages it was just kind of transformed um, my walking and because because everywhere you turn your head you know you could see everywhere it was just fantastic like in the dream, you can spot a few possums when you're walking down the down the road at, at times as well so and, and everywhere you turn your head, it lit the way for me so, so I could have confidence in my next steps because I could see really clear. And that's what light does, right? Light gives you peace of mind, helps you to see clearer. Philippians 4 verse 7, it says this, Then you will experience God's peace, which ex- exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. God's peace exceeds anything that we can understand. See, how do we find God's peace and understanding uh, to see clearly in a world and in our lives? Well, it's found in the Word of God. I I harp on this a lot, and I make no uh, apologies for harping on reading the Word of God. That's the Bible. Uh, it's, and, and here's why, Psalm 119, verse 105, I don't think it's in there, but it's, it says this, is that your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. The word of God is like that headlamp that helps you to see and it helps you to understand. And it, one of the byproducts is it gives you peace. When you get into the word of God, and, and I'm not going to talk much about on this point today except to give you a great tool. Uh, Denise and myself are big fans of the Bible Recap uh, with a lady called Tara Lee Cobble. Uh, she's an uh, incredible thing. And can I encourage you, if you're struggling to read the Word of God or you haven't or you don't understand it or you get bored by it, can I say go home today or on your phone or on your online, download this app uh, and it will give you a plan uh, on how to read the Word of God. And then Tara Lee Cobble uh, will get on, on the end of it and ex- unpack it within five minutes to eight minutes, the scripture that you've just read. And she will give you practical tips and tools into the context. It will change your life. You will see clearer. You will have more peace and you will gain fresh understanding when you read the Word of God. It's a headlamp for you. If you want to see clearer, if you want to understand more, my encouragement is to you, uh, get into the Word of God. This uh, particular app, I, I love it because if you stick to it every day, you will read the whole Bible in a year, in 15 minutes a day. It will change your life. I'd like to pick up on something like Jeff just said. 
So what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Uh, don't step into a new year. Don't re-enter the room being the same as what you were last year. Don't re-enter next week or, or the rest of your life uh, being back there uh, where God tells us, Isaiah told us to uh, forget the former things. It's time to make an adjustment for you to step into the new year uh, and to re-enter the space because the Word of God, it's like a headlamp for your life. It will help you to see and it will help you to understand. Band, you guys could come now. Third and final thing is this. My third encouragement uh, is simply this, is that he will be your guide because he walks with you. He will be your guide. He walks with you. Psalm 32 verse 8. The Lord says this, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. That's what God will do. That's his promise uh, to you that he will be there. He will not just guide you from afar, that he will be with you and walk with you. In August, uh, many of you will know, Denise and myself, were, we had an amazing opportunity to spend 10 days uh, in Israel on a guided tour, one of those buses, and you know the man hops up and he's got that little lollipop and you'll follow the lollipop like you like he's the honeybee or something like that. And, and we had this, uh, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, we had a, a great guide who, had, who really unpacked scripture for us and talked about the, the depth and the, uh, of the, the things that we were going to see and the, not just uh, from, from scripture, from Christian point of view, but from the historical context. And this one day, this one day, Denise, we're, we're, we're down by, many of you may know, the, we're down on the, what they call the Golan Heights which has been a disputed area around that for, for you know, years, years and years. And, and the guide is, we're driving down the motorway, the big motorways in Israel. Yep, they do, amazing. And I'm thinking, well, if I come back here next time, I reckon I could rent my own car and drive myself around in Israel. They drive on the same side of the road as us, same cars and same road signs. They have roundabouts or go-rounds, they call them, and... But here's me. I, I'm thinking, I said, darling, Denise, well, I, next time, let, let's just rent a car and we'll just drive ourselves around, around the Holy Land ourselves. And, and, and when you're up in the Golan Heights, what you might not know is that, uh, that uh, there's borders of different countries right there. And, and the Golan Heights has one particular border where the motorway was with Syria. And, and you're driving down in the bus on this road. And it kind of has a sharp, sharp bend down the end. You kind of bus slows down and goes off and takes around the side and the, and the guide gets up and says if you decided to go straight ahead there you will end up in Syria in Damascus I thought what an adventure right I could drive myself around Google will help us and things like that but, but Denise kind of pulled the plug on that dream of mine to drive around Israel because she didn't want to end up in Syria because I decided to go straight ahead or do my own way to take my own directions. Google's amazing, right? But I wouldn't care if you ended up in Syria. But it probably wouldn't be the best place for us to turn up in. Just because we missed the bend, we went straight ahead rather than turning right. Denise said, there's no way, Daryl Booth, that you're going to drive me around Israel. The whole point of doing the tour was that there was a guide there who was who'd be sharing his wisdom and his knowledge and his guidance. And the whole point of having a guide is that he would keep us safe. So we took the right turn. Is it not that? What I thought would be really cool. He was there to keep us safe. 
Truth is, we all need a guide. We all need someone to walk with us. And I want to tell you today, the Lord says, I will be your guide. I will advise you and I will watch over you. I will walk with you. Do you know our God is your guide? See, as we prepare to re-enter our church facility in Cape Hill Road real soon, I believe God is saying to us as a, to us as a church, not just me, behold, I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. Get ready. Get ready. What are you waiting for? What's God speaking to you about? It's less about what the pastors tell us, say. Because they can be pretty average sometimes. But what is God saying to you? What's God showing you in His Word? What are you waiting for? As we re-enter this space, let's get ready for something new. The truth is this. He makes us new, He gives us understanding, and He walks with us. Well, why don't we close our eyes? I'm going to uh, close very shortly. I'm going to pass it back to Kirsten in a second. But I just want to pray right now and also give an opportunity that for people who are, who, who are stuck in their past, and, and I mentioned about the atonement, what Jesus did for us, that His blood covers us just like paint on a wall. That that we don't have to camp there. We don't have to stay there. He gives us a free gift that will change your life. And so today, is just before I hand back, I just want to give an opportunity for, for people here that you might say, oh, I'm stuck in my past. I, I can't get away from it. I want to tell you today, I want to give you an opportunity right now to say yes to Jesus, that Jesus, you come and be my Lord and my Savior, that he will cleanse you, he will, he will paint you, make you brand new. He sees your past. He sees your stuff. And he still wants to reach out his hands and show you his love and his power, his forgiveness, that, that it doesn't matter what you have done. He's got forgiveness for your past and hope for today and purpose for your future. And this morning, if you're here and you're saying, Daryl, I'm far away from God, can I invite you to pray this real simple prayer with me? If that's you this morning, just pray this real simple prayer, just silently in your heart after me. Pray this, pray, dear God, today, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins and make me brand new. Lord, I repent of things in my past. Lord, I, I thank you now that you forgive me, you set me free. And so Jesus, today, I thank you that you died on a cross for me. You paid my price, my debt, and you rose again on the third day that I may one day spend eternity with you. So Jesus, today, I say yes to you. Will you come in and fill my life? In Jesus' name. That's why every eyes closed, every head is bowed. Just real quick. Not going to embarrass anybody, not going to call anybody out, but I'd love to know who I'm praying for this last prayer. If you just said yes to Jesus right then, you said, Jesus, I give you my life. 
He really meant it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And on three, I want you to slip your hand up so I can see. I'll acknowledge it and I'll pray for your uh, corporate prayer right now to encourage you and to bless you on this part of your journey. If you said yes to Jesus on the count of three, lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand right now. See that hand at the back. See that hand at my front. The two in the, in the middle here. Put your hands down. So good. Praise him. Praise him with anyone else. Anyone else just need us? So what are you waiting for? Five more, Susan. What are you waiting for? Father, I praise you and I thank you for those hands that have just made that commitment of saying yes to you, Jesus, giving their lives to you. Father, I pray right now for your blessing to be upon them. Will you protect them? Will you keep them? Will you guide them, oh God? Lord, as they begin this faith journey today, Lord, we know that your word says that all of heaven is celebrating, the angels are celebrating in heaven, that just one lost person coming back to you, oh God. So Father, I thank you. I speak the truth of the word of God over them, that you that you forgive them and that you set them free. Uh, Lord Jesus, you've got great days ahead for them. So Father, we praise you and we thank you for everything you're doing in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, Elam, let's put our hands together.